I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no. Just had a big day in the garden. I'm filthy, dirty, I'm sweaty and I'm smelly and now I'm going to go and have a shower. Here's what I'm not going to do and I'm sure you wouldn't do this either. I'm just going to wash one part of my body, just this half, and let the other half stay dirty. I'm going to brush the top part of my teeth but not the bottom and I'll do the bottom tomorrow. I'm going to eat half a meal today and half a meal tomorrow. That's called splitting up your life and why would you do that? It seems really ineffective. One of the things that I deal with on a really regular basis, people ask me about split programs for exercise. So the body's made up of lots of different muscles and different joints. Should I exercise them on different days and should I break them up into little pieces? Well, there's two big questions to ask there. If you do a little exercise, so if you just use one muscle group at a time, using one joint at a time, that's what we call an isolation exercise. When do you ever do that in real life? And that is a little exercise. So this, the, the, the two questions to ask there. It's a little exercise, so I'm only going to get a little result. A little hormonal response, a little central nervous system response. It's going to be little. Uh, and I never use my body one muscle group at a time. So because I've been out in the garden today and it's been in my headspace, everything I do, and it's a fun thing today, I had to wrestle a big commercial rubbish bin today. We live on a big rural property, we've got a big bin and it's full and I had to move it. And it required a lot of energy and a lot of effort to move this big full bin of rubbish. I didn't use one muscle at a time. I literally used everything from my facial muscles because they were to my fingers, to my toes to push with. Every muscle in my body was being moved to wrestle this big rubbish bin. Everything you can see on my property, whether it's move rocks, logs, soil, uh, gardening equipment, doesn't matter what I do here. Everything I do, I'm using every single muscle in my body. And so are you. Doesn't matter what sport you pick, every sport that you play, you don't just use one muscle group at a time, you use them all together in a functional way. And I really hate that word because it's become very trendy. Functional for what? How does, and you can say, well, functional for my sport. Well, today my sport was wrestling a rubbish bin. I don't need to be fit and strong to wrestle a rubbish bin. I need to be fit and strong so that whatever I do in my life, I can go and do it safely and effectively. So there are lots of sports, for example, that use very dysfunctional movements. They're dangerous movements. They would hurt your joint. They'd, they'd hurt your knee, back, shoulder, doesn't matter, pick. So whether it's rugby league or boxing or CrossFit or uh, long-distance cycling, marathon running, they're all exercises or all sporting activities that put pounding through your body, that put shearing forces through your joints. Uh, there are a lot of things that we do in life that will hurt us. But why would we train our body in a way that's going to hurt us? Why would we put shearing forces through our joints? Why would we put pounding through our body to get fit and strong? Why not get really fit and strong? Every single muscle, bone, ligament, tendon, joint in your body, endocrine system, system, central nervous system, immune system, digestive system, everything works together to get really fit and really strong. So then we can go and do all the things that we want to do. Now, there's a big argument for breaking up your body into little pieces because I want to have uh, low body fat or striated muscles or I'm, I'm sculpting my body. Well, the interesting thing is both you and I, if we were standing together and somebody vacuumed all the fat off our body, so we had zero body fat percentage, it was just skin and muscle, you would be able to see every single one of our muscles. Now, some people have bigger muscles and some people have smaller muscles, but the reason we can see them is because they have fat over the top or, not, or don't have fat over the top. So the more fat you have, the less you can see of the muscle.
So if you are exercising an individual muscle to try and burn fat off it, there's a big misunderstanding of uh, physiology there, which is, oh, I love bees. I love bees and flies and all the bugs and insects out here because it's real. It's just living out here is so real. It makes you understand how the human body works. Even what I just did then by showing a fly, you can say you just used, used your arms. What I did, and I had to use my abdominals and my lower back to, to hold me in the upright position. I'm obviously using my legs because I'm standing. The human body uses everything all of the time. So why do we break it up into little pieces? Now, the second big question to ask is, why would we waste time doing that? The biggest excuse for people not exercising is I, I don't have time. And if I pick one exercise, two or three exercises at the absolute most, and I use every single muscle, ligament, tendon, joint, endocrine system, central nervous system at 100% effort, I don't have to break my body up into little pieces. And if I'm worried about, well, what about the little muscle groups? I have to work them separately. First of all, they don't work separately, of course. But if I've got, and I'll just use this analogy, if I've got a chain and it's got big links and little links, huge links and tiny links, and for some reason I have to tow my car with that chain and I start pulling on that chain, which part of the chain is going to break first, the little link or the big link? Now, obviously, if there's a tiny little link and I pull, it's the little link that's going to break first. It's also the one that has to work the hardest because it's got the most strain on it because it's the smallest. This is just common sense, yeah? So if I do a big exercise like a chin-up or a push-up or a squat or a lunge, I like to call them alive lifts, not dead lifts, I have to use every single muscle in my body and the little muscles have to work harder because they're the small chain in the link. So I get a great workout. I'm working at 100% effort. I don't, if I do a little exercise, I, I, I get a small hormonal response. I'll get a small central nervous system response. Everything's small, 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 small. If I want to get big changes in my body, I've got to do big exercises to get big results to get a big hormonal response. This is just common sense and it's basic physiology and I know that you know it. But we seem to get caught up in the what everybody else is doing, what social media is doing, what the magazines say, what the social, influ social media influencers are doing, what the people with ripped abdominals are doing. And I'll just share again, the people with ripped abdominals have low body fat percentage. Now, how do you get low body fat? You've got to burn your fat off. So you need to have some really strong muscles so you've got a fast metabolism. And then you've got to be able to exercise at 100% effort so that when you are resting, your body burns fat fast. You don't want to be burning fat when you're exercising. That means you're not putting in 100% effort. This is a really important thing that I think most exercise people have forgotten. If I'm burning fat when I exercise, I'm not in my phosphate or lactate system. I'm in my aerobic system, which means I'm definitely not working at 100% effort, which I'm not going to get a major change to my body. I'm not going to get a major change to my brain. I'm not, to, not going to get a major change to my respiratory quotient, which is where calories come from at any one time. So when I exercise, I want all my calories to be coming from carbohydrates so I can exercise at 100% effort so that when I'm rest, resting, my body becomes a fat-burning machine. Now, this is just physiology 101. It's, it's simple stuff, and I know that you probably know it. But do we sometimes get caught up in the rubbish that everybody else is doing? Because people who I know, who know this stuff, they know there's a phosphate system, a lactate system, an aerobic system. They know how to burn fat off the body, and the only way to do that is to get really, really fit and really, really strong so you can turn your body into a fat-burning machine when you're resting. They still end up going, well, what about bicep curls and what about shoulder presses and what about leg extensions and what about tricep kickbacks and what about abdominal exercises? Every, if I do an alive lift, if I pick something really heavy, heavy up off the ground and I put it back down again and I do that as many times as I can in the phosphate system, I use every single muscle in my body at 100% effort, every muscle, my face, my fingers, my arms, my shoulders, my abdominals, my lower back, my legs, everything gets worked. 
and in the most functional way possible. And if I get really strong that way, then I can go and do all the other things that I want to do. I can play sport, I can do CrossFit, I can climb mountains, I can go water skiing, I can work in my garden, I can lift heavy rocks, I can do all the things that I need to do, want to do it, am excited about doing because I've got a body that's fit and strong. 100% fit, 100% strong, and it doesn't take very long. The phosphate system is 10 seconds of intense activity, lifting or puffing or both. Wouldn't it be nice to get healthy, fit and strong without wasting time? So you really can live your life to the max. Super duper doo, how are you? Living your life to the max. Woohoo!